I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Mula po sa Quezon City, ako si Robbie Alampay, Puma Podcast. After reports of harassment by Chinese in the area, government now asks our fishermen to avoid Panatag Shoal for now. We'll give you an update on El Nino. How long will it last and what are its effects? A U.S. judge wants a new award for victims of the Marcos dictatorship, but that is not yet a done deal. And a Department of Labor-attached agency wants the Philippine Statistics Authority to start including emerging forms of child labor in its upcoming studies. Under those new forms, making children even clean the house might be considered forms of child labor. So listen up. Yan po ang headlines. Ako si Robbie Alampay, Puma Podcast. The Bureau of Fisheries and Aquatic Resources is advising Filipino fishermen to avoid Panatag Shoal. That is in response to reported cases of Chinese harassing local fishermen. The Bifar is urging local fishermen to cast their nets in municipal waters instead. Zambales Governor Amor Diloso is assuring affected fishermen that their LGU will provide alternative sources of livelihood. China claimed Panatag Shoal in 2012 and it has since been refusing our fishermen their traditional fishing grounds. So what can we do about these territorial disputes? We spoke with Ted Te earlier. Ted is ex-Supreme Court spokesman, now back teaching with the UP College of Law. And we asked Ted, what are the governing bodies on a global level? Is there a common understanding of these territories and how we define it? There, there is none. But, the, but, the, but of course, the United Nations, as a, as a collective body of states and nations, uh, is the well, highest body. It recognizes that each state is sovereign. So it upholds sovereignty of states. But at the same time, it cannot insist if one state refuses it cannot insist on imposing its will because that state is sovereign. So sometimes that, that becomes a problem if there are other states, for example, that want to insist on a particular way of doing things and one state holds out and says, no, we do not want to because we are sovereign. So, wala magagawa UN doon. Hindi makakapasok, hindi pwedeng pilitin na UN. I guess this is why we have wars. Uh, it, it's, it's, it is basically when two or more states have overlapping definitions of their respective sovereignties and territories? Yes, that's that's one of the reasons. If they claim, for example, overlapping uh, uh, territories, or you could have occupations. One of the things that China has become uh, controversial for is what they call the nine-dash line. And to make a long story short, the nine-dash line is China's preferred way of doing things. It is China's way of defining its territory. But now we and other Southeast Asian nations are saying 
wait, your line is encroaching into our definition of where our territories lie. Yes, and that was precisely the point of the case that the Philippines brought against China, to have the Nine Dash Line declared as uh, non-existent and not as a basis for its historic, supposed historical claim. And the, the, arbi- the arbitral tribunal upheld the claim of the Philippines, saying that China's Nine Dash Line has no basis. El Nino has already destroyed more than 4 billion pesos worth of crops this year. Philippine News Agency reports that more than 100,000 farmers and fishermen are affected by the drought. Meanwhile, Agriculture Secretary Manny Piñol is warning of an even worse water crisis if nothing is done about massive deforestation. The country will continue to experience El Nino until September. Here is Annalisa Solis at a recent Climate Outlook Forum. So April po, base dun sa nakita natin kanina, generally way below normal rainfall to below normal in most parts of the country. So ito po yung makikita natin mas severe yung impact in terms of reduction ng rainfall sa atin end of April. By May, generally below normal in most parts of southern Luzon and Visayas, while near normal sa my parts po ng northern Luzon and Mindanao. Solis says most parts of Luzon will have below normal rainfall in June, August, and September. Rainfall will be near normal in July. As for Visayas and Mindanao, rainfall will be near normal from June to September. Some parts will even experience above normal rainfall in September. Normal rainfall levels for the whole country are expected in the months after September. First, they tied my hands with a rope. Then they stripped off my blouse, threatening me with their lighted cigarettes into my breast and belly. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com spoken today. Then they got a knife and threatened to lacerate my belly. They told me that they will force my baby out if I do not answer them right. I screamed and cried for help, hoping that somebody outside the house could hear and help me. That was an excerpt from an affidavit of a human rights victim who was part of the class suit against the dictator Ferdinand Marcos. Now, a U.S. judge has ordered an award of over 500 million pesos more to those who were victims of the Marcos dictatorship. That is according to a report by ABS-CBN News. Judge Manuel Real was the same judge who tried the class suit at the U.S. District Court of Hawaii. This was filed by more than 9,500 victims in 1986. 
They had sued Marcos for torture, summary execution, and enforced disappearances. According to Business World, Real had initially approved the distribution of $7.5 million to the victims. In 2011, claimants received their first round of checks. The latest award will be the third distribution of reparation funds. But this still needs the approval of the Office of the Solicitor General. According to the Philippine Star, nothing is still certain as far as those funds are concerned. Malacanang, for example, may want to claim the Marcos's ill-gotten assets in the government's favor instead. The Employment Department wants to reduce the number of child workers in the Philippines to 2.1 million by next year. That is from an estimated 3.3 million child workers in 2011. At the same time, an attached agency of the DOLE wants to include at least three more emerging forms of child labor in the Philippines. According to Director Karina Perita Trivilla of the Bureau of Workers with Special Concerns, these three emerging forms of child labor are, quote, own use production workers, unquote, unpaid trainee workers, and volunteer or non-compulsory work. What do all of those terms mean? Our correspondent Janina Magandayao is here to further explain. Janina, ano ba ibig sabihin nito? What are these emerging forms of child labor? What do they refer to? Robbie, let's go through this one by one. Own use production workers are children who are basically working to produce goods and services that they themselves and their families will benefit from. The Philippine Star, quoting Director Trivilla, says this even includes children who are cleaning and maintaining their own houses and its premises. Even gathering food and processing them for storage is supposedly child labor. The next kind is unpaid trainee work, or children undertaking jobs to gain experience or skills that they can use to get further employment. Shepijan, no payment involved paren, and the last emerging kind of child labor that Trivilia pointed out is volunteer or non-compulsory work. Basically, these are activities that children undertake without pay, of course, because they're often members or volunteer members of community-based organizations. Now wait, muna. looking at some of these emerging forms of child labor, I can imagine some people arguing that, wait, some of those forms could actually be good for kids at some point. For example, there are those who will say, it, it never hurts to teach kids how to clean their own surroundings, to learn new skills, or even do voluntary uh, community work. Obviously, there's an issue. What is the issue here as far as the DOLE is concerned? The BWSC, where Trevilla is director, is not really looking to outlaw these activities. They just want further studies to be done on these forms of child labor because, as it is, there are no data on how many kids are involved in these activities, as well as the extent of their involvement. Her argument is, we won't know what the appropriate program responses are to ensure better welfare for the children. It will also give the government a more accurate picture of the kinds of child labor still in practice in the Philippines. Okay, so it's for monitoring, policy making, not necessarily for stopping the practice. Maraming salamat, Janina Magundayao. Before we let you go, here are some things you need to know. The MMDA has announced a 60 kilometer per hour speed limit, and that's for all of Metro Manila. The MMDA says that speed limit has been approved by the Metro Manila Council, which is the MMDA's policy-making body. Manila Water customers who went without water for an entire day for a week or more last month 
will not have to pay for their March consumption. All Manila Water customers, meanwhile, will have their March consumption covered, but only for the first 10 cubic meters of water use. All of these waivers will be reflected in their April bills. At yan po ang Puma Podcast. For the latest episodes, subscribe on Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. Maraming salamat po. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.